So speaking of overtime, yeah. we'll get cool. you right in right into the, uh, the the grumpiness. What do you think about three on three? <laughs> I, oh my god! I think it's, I think it's, it's fun. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA, with your host Tim Brown. Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 15 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. You already know who it is. (laughs) This week, as we prepare for Fair State, we reached out to our old friend Harrison Watt, and we told he told us that we should talk to the guy who replaced him at Ferris State. So the new guy said yes uh, after a little bit of screw up of the time we would record this. But uh, thanks for jo- joining us today, Brody Kaiser. Thanks for having me, guys. Really looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for coming on. Uh, this week, we'll talk about Michigan Tech series in Bemidji. We'll talk about my weekend traveling. Uh, I'm sure that'll come up. We'll also get an update from Brody on how the Bulldogs have been this season and what to expect this weekend in Houghton. And we'll do a little preview of the series with the Bulldogs up in Houghton. Anything else we want to talk about, guys? Nope. We'll find something. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find plenty <laughs> of things to talk about to to make enough content. We never have a problem with that. All right, let's do a the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Brody Kaiser. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from 2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. All right, welcome back. Uh, Brody, how's Fair State been this year? Well, I think uh, they've been pretty good, all things considered. You know, you look at their record and probably aren't super impressed by potentially the way that they've started. But we played good teams to begin with, a couple CCHA series against Northern on the road. And then, boy, that Minnesota State team, they looked unbelievably good last weekend. And it's sort of been a story of 
slow starts on the weekends. Ferris hasn't done super well on Friday nights, but uh, the bounce back that they've showed to play in and compete in some of these Saturday games has been really promising. So I think that uh, it, it should be a good rest of the season. I'm excited to keep going in the CCHA. That's good to hear. It's nice to see, uh, like, it's nice to sound that Ferris State is is um, is is at least showing up and being competitive. And, and like you said, like, Saturday nights have been good for them. Um, I guess let's take a step back and ask the question that Rob asked before we started recording. What yeah, what's, so what's your background you become, and how did you, you become there? Harris? <laughs> how did you become how'd Harrison? Harrison? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, so I was a student at Ferris and then I, I graduated in this past May. Um, and when I found out that Harrison was leaving and the position was open, you know, I, I wanted to do everything that I could to get the position, stay around Ferris just because I love the community so much, love the university, obviously. And uh, I wanted to be around Ferris hockey. So uh, I was lucky enough to to get the job in, in July and start up then. And it's it's been great. So uh, I don't know that I'll ever be the new Harrison, but uh, I'm trying for sure. <laughs> no, it's Can always you... good. Uh, most of us tech fans watch on Flow Hockey, right? So uh, there are some folks that will sync up the broadcast with Dirk because we all like listening to Dirk. But um, a lot of us will listen to whoever the local you know play-by-play is, too, to get the feel for it. And, Harrison has certainly been a, a fan favorite over the years, as, as you're well aware, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. So you, you got some big shoes to fill there, and we're, we're yes. looking forward to listening to you this weekend. Yeah, most definitely. He he was actually back for our series last weekend. He came, he flew in from Seattle uh, to visit family for for the day. So he was at the game, and I got to have him on the on the broadcast during one of the intermissions. And I think it was he was probably a little weirded out that I was the one sort of running the equipment <laughs> and and uh, with the headset on. But no, it was good and good to see him again. Of course, he's not reaching over, adjusting levels and stuff, reminding you that you're doing something wrong or anything like that. <laughs> he's letting you actually run the show. Yeah, yeah, doing his best to. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So you're doing more than just hockey, you said, right? What other sports are you covering? Everything. Um, did a lot of work with the women's soccer team, ton of work with football, obviously, you know, specifically when they were in camp and then starting off because we had so many home games right away, it seemed like. And uh, primarily do a lot of stuff with hockey, of course, but yeah, it's a little bit here and there. Volleyball has, has been really good this season. So hoping uh, that they can continue going on a little bit of a run here as we uh, start postseason play in the GLIAC and Basketball is starting up, so I uh, sort of dabble in everything, which is good. It keeps it fresh. Are you traveling to the away games as well for most of the sports? or So not for the other sports, no. I, I've gone to the Grand Valley games for uh, soccer and for football, um, but I, but Rob usually travels with uh, with football. Gotcha. So, But you will be up in Houghton this weekend, right? Correct. Yep. I'll make all the road tri- – I'll make all the trips with the hockey team. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it doesn't sound like a bad gig for your first job out of school. Not <laughs> I, at can all. Think, I can think of worse old. things to start off with, right? Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome that I'm a big fan of the fact that Ferris uh, uses, you know, their students to kind of help bolster that and then, you know, let students take the reins as, as another moves on. So it's really cool to see that that's yeah. a, an aspect of what Ferris does. One of the one of the highlights about Ferris as a university is just the opportunity that it presents its students, and uh, it, it really is amazing. I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you guys if it, if it wasn't for Ferris, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and the opportunities <laughs> that they gave me. So, sure. So, how many we, road trips have you guys done so far this year? You guys have played uh, mostly at home or away. What, what's the schedule look like so far for Ferris? Well, it's been a pretty easy schedule in terms of travel so far. We had a home and home with Western, so I. Two hour trip down there to to the zoo, and then uh, just one road trip to to northern Michigan. So this weekend will be our second true, you know, road trip, I guess, if you will, where we're gone for a full weekend. Sure. 
And then I'll ask the one other question that I know uh, you probably get asked a bunch as uh, someone that works at Ferris. What is your pronunciation or nickname for the rink? Well, what's the official name? How do you say it? And what's your your preferred nickname? Oh, preferred nickname. I don't know. I that, That's tough because like being on the air, you know, I just have to call it what it is, which is Ava Glavin. Um, but uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of really funny ones. It, we were doing some bin? shoots and what's that? The Wiggly Bin. The yeah, Wiggly Bin is the tech fan, uh, I've heard fan that base's name for it. <laughs> yep, a Wiggly Bin is a pretty common one. I like it. They used to always call it the Dumby Barn on the message boards back in the day. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it was the Dumby Barn. Yeah, it's certainly that, but it's surprised. a unique it's a unique arena for sure. It's it's it a is. it's a fun one to go watch a game at. Mm-hmm. How, how close everything feels. I did learn my lesson though. I don't stand in the very top row uh, because uh, stuff actually gets in the way of you seeing the ice if you're all the way on top. Yeah, <laughs> on, on the far ice end. <laughs> I haven't been there. Yeah, it's it's a good arena. It's 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 how small it is 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 one thing, but I didn't expect just the rest of the complex, if you will, to be around it. It's kind of like the McGinnis, where there's a whole bunch of other stuff attached, and you don't expect that if you don't know it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to find it the first time if you don't know what you're looking for, too. It's I like was, I was driven by somebody else. I have yeah, you have to like go on that like weird road and then like go into a whole bunch of like Ferris marked parking, and it's not like a big like obvious thing like a lot of other arenas are so it's kind of fun that it's that it's a hidden gem in there i genuinely enjoy going to see games at ferris because it's just such a unique place to see a game and it's a cool atmosphere but it's yeah if you're if you don't know what you're looking for it's easy to miss (laughs) it's kind of tucked back in there like right behind the the department of public safety even so good spot for it i guess (laughs) so before rob had to get stay on topic I was going to say, <laughs> I, like you talking about how you, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Ferris State. We just had a whole giant discussion around a tweet and a Facebook post that Michigan Tech made just this week because for the first time since October 2003, Michigan Tech had back-to-back hat tricks on the same weekend. And back in 2003, one of those hat tricks is literally the reason Dustin and I are sitting here talking to you. Uh, I know for a fact that I would not be talking to you at all if it wasn't for that game where where uh, Colin Murphy scored four goals and almost single-handedly won a game with two and a half minutes left down three to win seven, six in overtime. Rob, I believe, got to listen to the end of that game driving down the hill while he was still in high school because his dad <laughs> thought the game was over at 6-3. What, and what year was it? I think I was in college, but living at home would be my guess that year. 2003? Yeah, he'd have been at October, I was a freshman. Yeah, so I was still okay. living at home. Yeah, because you were in the car riding home though, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because dad doesn't like traffic and had to leave early because he thought the game was over on the sixth Correct. goal, right? That's when it was somewhere around there. I don't know. I don't know where yeah. exactly we left, but it was a little earlier than it should have been on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I like honestly I don't know. And I Twitter. Think, yeah. I was just going to say, like I said on Twitter, that that game ruined me for a long time because that was the first tech game I ever went to. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be great. They're all going to be this much fun. <laughs> and then there was and like a decade 12 years of misery. Of misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was uh that was a crazy weekend that I know for a fact changed at least a half dozen lives, if not more. Um, 
I'm not sure Brandon would be the publisher. He's the one that actually created Tech Hockey Guide and asked me to join up, even though now I'm, you know, the owner operator of this because we eventually had to register it somewhere. Um, I know Bethlen likely wouldn't live in Minnesota if it wasn't for that game. Uh, I don't know how much different you'd be, Dustin, but I'm guessing you would also not be as heavily invested in Michigan Tech Hockey if it wasn't for that game. Well, uh, I met my wife going to go watch college hockey so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that like yeah i i likely would not have settled in the twin cities if it wasn't for that so i wouldn't have met my ex and and had our daughter and all that stuff all because of that one game and um and i will probably forever be known as shirtless guy because of that game too so lucky <laughs> me even though i haven't done that in a long time and i told my i told my daughter this story and I was like, yeah, I haven't taken my shirt off at a game in, like, I don't know. When did we beat Bowling Green at the X? That was oh. 2015. I would know that because eight, I, I was like, I think it's cam. like eight years ago. And my daughter's like, that's good, Dad. You shouldn't take your shirt off at a <laughs> hockey game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, the only reason that I remember that is because I won the dance cam because I was wearing a pair of compression shorts with a gold crotch, and that just kind of enhanced my dancing, as it were, and they gave me money for it. Yeah, that was uh Yeah, that's it. Enhanced. <laughs> even even though I had a ticket to that game, I still got yelled at by by Michigan Tech because I took my shirt off while also like having a press pass, but I wasn't I wasn't actively using it for the tech game. So yeah, that was that didn't go over too well. Um I don't think I've been yelled at by them since then, so that's good. Uh Brody, what uh to get back on topic now, what um like, who should we be interested in following? I know you guys have kind of rotated the goalies, right? How's that working out? Yeah, so last year sort of settled into a pretty good groove towards the end of the year where Noah was playing on on Friday nights for the most part and, and Logan was getting the Saturday games. And just because both those guys are so capable of putting together a dominant night in net, it, it worked really well for the team and kept both guys pretty fresh. So far this season, Noah, the numbers aren't aren't quite there. He's been let down a little bit by the defense in front of him. It seems like, and, and Coach Daniels has been pretty uh, pretty vocal about that. But he had a he had a tough night on on Friday this past week, and and Logan was great in relief, and then he was great on Saturday. We made forty one saves. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure what to expect going forward. Probably a, a continued rotation, but. Uh, we definitely know that both those guys are capable and, and good goaltenders. So we'll see what happens. Is there, is there anybody that Michigan tech uh, fans should be like concerned about uh, like from a scoring offensive standpoint? It's it's a good question because, you know, you, you, you look at a line that has guys like Stepan Picorni and, and Venuto on his left branch on his right branch. Of course, let us, let us in goals last year. Um, so all, all three of those guys are, are pretty dangerous in the offensive zone, of course. And Picorni and Venuto were actually both on four game point streaks going into last weekend and they didn't get, they didn't even register a single point against Minnesota state. So obviously the Mavericks, you know, knew what was going on there. But uh, I think, I think one guy to keep an eye on for sure is, is a freshman Emerson. Good. Uh, he scored his first two collegiate goals last weekend, looked really, really great in both games not just in the offensive zone, but he, he was good defensively and, and he can really skate. I mean, he can fly. Um, so if he gets loose on a breakaway, that's probably one that tech fans will be a little nervous about. That's the one thing that uh, we seem to have struggled with this year is scoring on the breakaway goals. <laughs> so don't want to see that coming down the ice. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> also for nothing leads struggle with those. 
<laughs> I only had one of them. <laughs> it didn't last. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange because we started the season play. We were playing Miami at home, and and we were down four to one going into the third period, and, and came back, tied it up, empty netter, and then uh, won in overtime. But uh, other than you know that sort of dramatic finish, we we haven't really led very much this season. It seems like we're always playing from behind. So uh, I'm sure that I'm sure we'll be trying to flip that script sooner than later, hopefully. But yeah, well, uh, I'm I think I think it should be a fun series. I, re- I really do. Yeah, given how inconsistent we've kind of been, I mean, the last uh, <laughs> up and <laughs> start off bad, start go a little bit of a winning streak there, and then. Than what's happened in the last uh, couple periods of play. I, I don't know what tech team we're going to see. That's kind of been the story of, of this year for us. You know, if I hope we <laughs> see less penalties from the Huskies, but just and and yeah, I, how, how's the power play been for Ferris? Is that going to be a problem for us if we keep taking penalties or maybe not? I, I don't know. It, it started the season really good. I think we had four games in a row, like the second Miami game through the uh, through the Western series, we had a power play goal in each game, I think, or something like that. I, I, we were, we looked really good early on. Not so much recently. It's been a while since we've we've got one on the power play, but uh, we're it's it's odd because on the other side we're pretty disciplined. We're like sixth in the nation in, in penalty minutes per game. It's it's pretty impressive. But our penalty kill has just been really really bad. And I mean, you guys are obviously so good on the power play, so that that could be interesting. Special teams will definitely play a factor. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, I think two two of the worst penalty kills in the country. Yeah, the CCHA so far to start the season is not represented very well in terms of the PK. They're uh, they're struggling early on, but no, there's there's five of them in the bottom ten. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. A, it's been a tough start for the PK. I think is I think Lake State has the best one, and and they've been really good, but uh, the rest of the league yeah. is is pretty far behind. Uh, I've got it sorted by worst, and it's you guys. Then we're in seventh, so that's mm-hmm. uh, neither one of these are promising PKs. No, I've got. Uh... Bemidji State, Northern, Ferris, Michigan Tech, and St. Thomas are all 57th or worse, with Bemidji being the worst yeah. of them. Long Island's the only one that w- with a worse penalty kill than Bemidji. No, CHN, has, CHN has Ferris at 65.5% below Fer- Long Island. So who knows right, know. Maybe there's a whole game missing. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think our, our penalty kill mark is at like 70.1% right now. Okay, so maybe there's something. I believe that's what the official mark was, but still, that's not much of a that's not much improvement. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, five, I mean, but... Are are you guys counting your Grand Valley game in that? No, <laughs> maybe CHN is. That would be wonderful for every part of the game. Yeah, because I don't even know if it. Yeah, it doesn't even have a box score on here, so they can't be counting that. No, I don't, I'm not sure that we even took stats during that game, but. I was going to ask because I know that, you know, I'm from the Grand Rapids area. I know how intense that Ferris and Grand Valley rivalry is, even when you've got a division one institution versus a club team. So I was, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So what was that game like being there? Because even though like, as people involved in college hockey, you know, that game means like negative anything. That game does not mean negative anything to Ferris students. Like what was, what was going on there? Uh, I think it was a pretty good crowd. I mean, Grand Valley had, they had a lot of people there actually, which was really good to see, especially for a, a program that, you know, who knows, maybe tries to push for D1 in, in coming years. They didn't 
really uh, look to be too promising in terms of what they put out on the ice that <laughs> night. But uh, <laughs> no, they had they definitely had good fans that were there. That was that was exciting to see. And of course, the the rivalry between the two clubs and pretty much every other sport made it. So Ferris was super pumped to be there. And I, I know it meant a lot to the guys too to to play uh, the anchor bone on ice, if you will. Um, so it was, a, it was a good crowd on hand, and it was a fun game. I mean, it's not it's not every day that you get to watch your team win nine to nothing in college hockey regardless of the opponent but uh it it was a fun (laughs) one for our fans for sure yeah that's cool that because of like this overall school rivalry that that the fair students got into it and and Mm -hmm. made it something more than it probably would have been for just about anybody else because of um like just the overall probable hatred between ferris and in grand valley and i can get that because i understand like i remember how much i despised both Grand Valley and Saginaw back when I was a student and how much they always seemed to be like really freaking annoying in football and other sports. So I kind of, I get that and I can see why uh, it's nice that if you were going to do something like that, it was nice that it could be something that, that actually meant something to the students, even if it didn't really mean anything like Matt said. So right. that was cool. Yeah. It seemed like it's just kind of a tune up for the team, but also that's one that fans are interested in going to it's i feel like that's kind of like going to see the globe trotters like you know who's gonna win but you're gonna <laughs> like the result yes you're gonna have to watch that <laughs> it's weird it's, it's interesting too because that was supposed to be a bye week for us and it was like the third week of the season i think we played two series at that point and nobody wants a bye week it in the third week you know so yeah they were uh they were happy enough to to come up and play us and it was it worked out really well yeah, it fills the schedule, and you know you get some ice time on a team that uh, you know wants to sh- prove something a little bit with a club team. They didn't really prove anything besides the fact that they're a club team. But, <laughs> yep. but that's kind of what you expect from a club team, right? Yeah, they they're not supposed to compete. Uh, we played St. Lawrence in upstate New York. What what were your uh, impressions of the the Fighting Saints when they came to town? I I thought or I thought skating Saints team. is that what it is like skating Saints yeah there. that I think they're a good team I, I don't think that they were as good as we made them look in the Friday game we okay. just we did not play good uh, it, it, that was a tough night that was a that was a really tough night um, but again you know bounce back on Saturday and and they gave us a run for our money again it took an overtime victory once more to to knock them off. So they, they got a good team. They, they were struggling offensively when they came to play us. I think they'd only had one, one game on the season with more than two goals at that point. And then they put five on us. So, uh, you know, they're definitely capable, but that's what happens when you have an experienced squad with a, as much uh, veteran talent as they have. And, and Ben Cross in, in net for them was unbelievable in that weekend series. So they're going to, I think they're going to be competitive. I really do. It was fun too to to play a non conference opponent that wasn't you know the the Miami and the Western that we see every single year to, to get a new <laughs> yeah, team. Isn't there. it nice when you yeah. actually get a dip out east and and have a little bit of that? Yeah, exactly. Just just see a new team for the first time. Fresh blood, fresh barn, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always a big fan of that. I haven't made it to all the CCHA ranks because traveling to unique spots on our uh, on our calendar has always been more important to me than getting to the, some of the CCHA or WCHA opponents. Um, which is why I never made it to Huntsville. So, oops. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I did the same thing, but I was really proud when the Misfits like decided that they were just going to drive to Huntsville, like the yeah. last year that they were. That was awesome. Yeah. So, Brody, I know you're new to being like the guy for Ferris, but um, 
it, it has not been like you've been part of the program for a while. So what would you say has been like your favorite moment of being like on the call for Ferris State hockey? On the call? Yeah, I think that first game was, was unbelievable. My first ever play-by-play broadcast, and we pull off a three-goal comeback in the third period with an empty netter and then get the overtime winner. I mean, you can't script it better than that, really, you know, to, to start my play-by-play career. That was the first one. But, uh, yeah, I guess if, if I had to choose one, that's I don't have a lot to choose off of. <laughs> pretty new, but yeah. that, that was exciting. And, and honestly, I just – I really like that um, – I have that, I have the opportunity to, to be on the mic. You know, it's, you guys know yeah. that working in college athletics is extremely hard and it's, it's a lot of work, but boy, is it rewarding. I mean, it is just, it yeah. is so rewarding. It's so much fun. And uh, I try to do my best to to provide the athletes with, with the best experience that I can for my position. And knowing that I'm, I'm trying to do that has also been a, a big highlight of mine so far too. Yeah, that's really cool. One of the things I just love about college hockey generally is how grassroots and organic everything is. Like there is especially when you get to smaller schools like us, like there's no Walmart Bulldogs. That's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you are like a, a homebred talent that they brought in there and it's and the couple of times I've caught snippets of what you've done, it seems like it's been really cool. Yeah, it's been it's been going good. It's uh it's a lot of fun. It really is. I'm enjoying it. All right, Tim. What does our fearless leader want us to talk about now? <laughs> well, I was going to say that like your first game is very similar to the to the one we just talked about for Michigan Tech, except you guys had, you know, 25 minutes to make your your three goal comeback instead of two and a half like the Huskies <laughs> did. So or five minutes, I guess, from the from the time Northern went up three. So that's uh, that's pretty cool because the same thing happened. We scored three to tie the game and then one in overtime. But back then it was still five on five overtime, so it was a little less likely that somebody was actually going to score. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, yeah, very similar, yeah. and it's kind of cool that you got to start your career that way. Yeah, it was it was exciting. I mean, I remember I remember seeing the the three on three play in overtime happening. We had Shouty bringing the puck right in, and Branshaw's right behind him, wide open. Nobody's there. Rebound came right to him and buried it. It was awesome. So speaking of overtime, yeah. we'll get you cool. right in right into the uh the, the grumpiness. What do you think about three on three? I oh my I god. Think I think it's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, right? Like it, it it's a change. It's different. Um, but it just doesn't it I don't know, it doesn't always feel like like hockey. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to exactly to say it because it it's it's a an interesting way to end the game after you play 60 minutes one way and then you have five minutes to do it a completely different way you know it, it's just sort of strange that that's how it goes but i don't know i, I don't make the rules so i just uh i go with <laughs> what i see and and roll with it it's it's always a, a fun argumentative topic amongst the four of us why it's why dustin reacted the way he did there are some very different opinions on uh, whether three on three is appropriate or not, <laughs> we, I don't know how many minutes of this podcast we've argued about three on three, but it's got to be our number one topic. We should oh, we should actually keep that, a running tally of guests' yeah. opinions on it. Yeah, we could we should have we should have like uh, yes we no, should have a waffles. No, I think we should you have a waffles politically. There, I think Brody. we should have a I think we should have a uh, like work zone safety sign on the chasing yeah. McNaughton page that says this many days since we last complained. 
complained about three on three. It would just be a perpetual zero on there. Like, why would we even do that to ourselves? No, it's just not true. Yeah, well, I guess maybe. I'd be shocked if we got to two. <laughs> well, well, every the week way we this get year, to seven. This year is the way it's been. We keep going to overtime once a once a freaking uh, weekend. It seems like so. Yeah. If we just win games outright, it would help us. Yeah, yeah. if we start winning overtime games, I wonder if I can flip your opinions here. <laughs> No, but, not without some systemic changes. But again, that horse has been beaten. We were just here to get Brody's opinion, not rehash ours. Word, word, word. So, Brody, we all thought the like the, the preseason poll was one thing, how the first few weeks here have shaken out a completely different way. Uh, what are your impressions of the league? Who do you think is going to start rising? Who do you think is going to start falling? You think anyone's going to say the same? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, I, I'm just going to start by saying I did not see Lake State's rise. I mean, I, it's impressive how how incredible they're playing right now. Westcott is, I mean, that dude can play. I mean, it, it, it's pretty impressive what they're doing. So I, I don't know if they can sustain it, but with how they started their season, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the hunt for home ice all, all year long. Um, I think uh, I think both of our squads actually are, are set and primed to, to move up. Uh, Barris has dealt with uh, some, a tough schedule so far. Not that it's going to get much easier, but I think that uh, it's a battle-tested group, and, and they're going to start to pick up some victories here as, as we go deeper into CCHA play. And then, you know, you guys have uh, started to hit your peak once it, once it's turned into November. The scoring start, started to come around a little bit more, and, uh, you know, you got two really good goaltenders. So I, I don't think there's any reason why Tech shouldn't be uh, start to climb either. And, and St. Thomas, they're off to a – a great start. I, I think they're leading the league right now, and at least in yep. the standings. But yeah, they are on the standings, um, correct? That's pretty impressive with what they've been able to put together too. So it's uh, we we've talked about this on the air. Seems like every week that since we started playing in the CCHA that this year just feels like it's going to be right down to the last game of the season where everyone can be still fighting for home ice and can't can't complain about that. Got to love that as a hockey fan, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. And I carrying kinda... the league makes it fun. It is, and I do like hearing your prognosis that you think Ferris is going to start picking up a little more. Like, you know, I've been bred by the West Michigan hockey community. I think a good Ferris is good for everybody, and everyone I've met in the organization, whether it's like Harrison or Perk or just like anyone else I meet there, I've just had nothing but great encounters with people at Ferris, so I always kind of wish the best when you're not playing us. (laughs) Yeah, this weekend (laughs) might be a little different, right? It's it's a little different. It's the one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one weekend I'm I'm not on the Bulldog bandwagon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey uh we might we might have a couple games in in a month's time you know we might run into you guys again down in grand rapids that'd be pretty cool that's a mile down the road for me so that'd be nice <laughs> yeah it's always uh it's always fun to see how that that works itself out there right you you want to cheer for the ccha team at the same time you kind of don't want to have another interconference meetup again in the mm-hmm. in the final game so i always hope we win and then play and then you guys whoever the ccha opponent is loses and then wins the next one that way we don't have to meet again. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless we need it for like the pairwise considerations. I'm glad we're playing Alaska again, right? So we can help our pairwise out with the comparison there. Sure. Well, let's get back on the right side of that one. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well, they're 10th in the pairwise right now. I mean, obviously it's still super early and all, but we're starting to get toward when's your line, Dustin, of when it starts to matter. It's creeping up, right? It's um like maybe two weeks away. Hey. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A-Tech.net. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Yeah, besides GLI, you guys don't have any non-conference, I believe, right, with Ferris. Uh, Augustana obviously counts as non-conference, I guess, this right. year, but... That's that you guys are all done other than GLI, right? And I think so, yeah. Yeah. I so. so it's all it's all conference time for you guys the rest of the way out. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are so distracted today. I'm sorry, Brody. <laughs> what's the what's the <laughs> travel up look like for you guys? When do you guys actually head up? Yeah, so I think uh it sounds like we're gonna be leaving on Wednesday. Uh, and then we stay in Mackinac for a night. Ooh, that'll be fun. So we'll get an extra night in there of uh, a travel and then it kind of breaks the trip up a little bit too, which can be super cool. Do you guys do any ice time on that trip or in the break? I don't know where you would, to be honest. And I don't think there's a rank in St. Ignace. The only thing I can think of, but that's probably tough, but I don't, I don't think we're planning on doing anything on Wednesday night. Just just a stop, (laughs) just a stop halfway. Break up the trip. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we're, we're scheduled to get there seven o'clock or something like that on Wednesday night. So pretty late but grab dinner sleep get up in the morning yeah. again yeah pretty there's much. a great right, bar right back on the bus there <laughs> the cozy <laughs> corner <laughs> that's not too far out of their way right that's a throwback to last only, week only add an hour that's where uh B- it's an B- hour B- the B- wrong B- way though B- B- you had dinner at a bar <laughs> and uh just south of the sioux a few weeks ago so if you want to eat somewhere that's like actually on the way leto's passage is my favorite it's right on us I... too you got to go past it anyway so we're gonna throw some sacrilege <laughs> here as a western up native uh leto's pasties are one of my favorites in the up <laughs> you're gonna get yelled at for that one aren't you yeah yeah yep. <laughs> i like not gonna be able to go pasties, home but leto's rob, is good stuff rob it is I, a I, worthwhile I, stop Compared to what we've been getting, I will handle <laughs> that hate mail. <laughs> yep, they're little tiny. Sh- they're little tiny roads. Are like, they're not a big place. It's like a. Like a it's shed. like literally in somebody's house. Yeah, it's not a big spot <laughs> in Saint Ignace. You'll see a. You'll see like this red sign that says Lettos, and it's somebody's house, and you'll be like, "Is this the place?" And that's yeah. how you know you made it. 
Yeah. Sounds like a place that would go really well with a bus pulling up in front of it. <laughs> Pasties are a ready-made food product. Right. They probably right, roll up, hand them all, and then they're like, enjoy. <laughs> they just eat them all on the bus. It'd be great. All right, Brody. I fully expect a photo of the team and their pasties in front of Leto's now. All right. Make it happen. I would, that, I would that frame happens, that. I will make an album of photos for y'all. Please do. I'm going to frame like several of them if that happens. And, and now that we've gone off the rails in that direction, I have a Patreon or a, I have a Discord question for you since this is this is what made Harrison such a beloved uh, uh, guest on the podcast. Um, at what width does a popsicle stick stick stop being called a popsicle stick and become a tongue depressor? Wow, <laughs> I don't know. Someone, someone smarter than me is going to have to jump in there because I couldn't even tell you. All right, I feel like we got to give them the classic one, right? Well, you can ask the classic one, but let me give the 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 Marvin oh, the Wilson yeah. answer to to the to the tongue depressor question is: a tongue depressor becomes a popsicle stick at the point you insert it into a popsicle. Okay, I guess that I agree sense. with that because I feel like, <laughs> well, the one that I'm going to ask you now is I'm actually I'm going to hold off on the classic one. But okay. at what point does a grilled cheese become a panini? What what point does it become a panini? Hmm, I don't know. It's a good question too. Both of them are so good though. That's the problem. Like, can't they just be separate and we <laughs> and these are like, each, you know these are questions that the misfits ask to guys in the penalty box too, which is great. Oh, really? Yeah, they probably get some really good answers. Uh, they get some real bad ones from some angry guys, though. Usually, people are not. <laughs> there's some. There's some real cool guys that'll stop by from my memory, and there's some ones that'll get real mad about it. Yeah, but um, the classic one. So is that that's really what the you. misfits do? Is ask those dumb questions? So the they do. Yeah, like they, yeah, they do that. Mm. You know what I used to do? Take I used shirt to. Off. I used to walk up to them with a sharpie <laughs> and my shirt off and ask for an autograph on my chest. Did that ever work? No, obviously not. But I think it kind of did the same thing of piss them off. <laughs> like, why do I? Have well, to look sometimes at this we would make friends with dude. the guys. They'd be sometimes they were cool. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we 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 wrap up stupid questions segment, the classic question is: If you were to place one lasagna atop of another one, mm-hmm. is that still two lasagnas, or has that just become one mega lasagna? Oh, that's one mega lasagna, man. <laughs> Lasagna's already layered, right? It's got so much. That's what it is. Just throw more layers on top of it. That sounds like a good dinner to me. I love it. Double right. it up. So, what was, your... hey, what was the ocean one, Matt? Um, is the ocean technically the world's largest gumbo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I think so. <sighs> got all. It's got all the ingredients in there. You know, fish. Especially since be, the, the since, especially gotta, since the ocean temperatures are increasing, right? That's true, and you got to remember that, like back in the day, like spice trading was a big time thing. So there's definitely spices in there. So. Oh yeah, true. Does gumbo have to be? <laughs> I mean, does gumbo have to be hot? Is that like a? a I don't know if it has. I don't know. There you go. The answer, That's, right? You got to change like, the yeah. question, Matt. Is is the ocean the world's largest ceviche? Ah, oh, because uh, that is not, a cold fish soup. That's not soup. Ceviche is not soup. I feel yeah, like ceviche is like I it feel like be. I feel like there's definitely tomatoes in the ocean somewhere, but at the same time, I feel like in order to be a proper ceviche, they have to be like fresh tomatoes. I feel like I feel like ceviche is pushing it. I isn't, think we could ceviche safely go. like 
it's, fish it's cooked raw. by acid. Acid fish cooked yeah. by fish dish yeah. cooked by acid. It can have, yeah, it which can means there's a, like a lemon or a lime in there usually. So, but yeah, <laughs> this is what you figured you signed up for, Brody. Yeah. Something it, like that. Did Harrison prepare <laughs> did you Harrison for this part you? of the podcast? No, not at all. <laughs> not... <laughs> you know, it's funny because we we have a podcast too that we do with the hockey guys once a week, and and we always try to come up with like really interesting questions for them. And I might uh, we, we're recording an episode tomorrow morning. I might take a few of these. And see what <laughs> oh, they please get in and contact. I'll get, I'll get with back to you on what they are. So many. Yeah, we'll give you the list. <laughs> we can get, we can get, I can give you so many. Don't even speaking, worry about speaking it. of random questions, Matt. Um, uh, Kellen sent me the in- immaculate grid, and I am just lost. I like I don't know because oh, I yeah. don't because I don't count as a president, so I don't get to put in me as the president who's over forty or whatever it was. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Some of them I told Kellen that some of them didn't make sense because, well, like the the current Misfits president made an immaculate grid for like Misfits things, which was very funny. But one of them was like there was a category for like the intersection of fake eboard and like president, and I was like, how did that work out? And the only answer I could give him was Evan because he was the president during COVID, okay. so it's like he didn't have kids there, and I feel like that's a cop out answer because he was still a good president, did the best with what he had. But <clears throat> so is this your um, first trip up to Houghton, Brody? Yeah, yep. I've been up there before, um, not not to Michigan Tech, but I've been to Houghton I think twice. So it won't be my first time ever in that area, but to to go to a hockey game, yeah, there. Nice. Well, hopefully it's a hopefully it's an enjoyable enjoyable trip for you. You don't have to deal with any of the snow yet. It's not there. Yeah, that's that's true. We're getting there. You guys are getting in early enough this year that it won't be snowy. I don't think. Yeah, well, it could change quickly. I guess right. Yeah, we Michigan, that, but that could change. Yeah, it snowed over Halloween, but it's all gone by now. <laughs> it's been warm for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> you had, uh Anything else you'd like to kind of share from from your guys' side of things? <laughs> for me, for me, from Ferris? yeah, yeah, from the Ferris side. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I thought you were asking everybody else. No, no um, worries, no worries. No, I, I just, I, I will say that uh, I've only seen most people's fan bases that travel to to Ferris, and Michigan Tech's fan base was awesome when they came down to play us last year. It was, it was one of the best crowds we had. It was a really good atmosphere. So I am. I'm super pumped to to see what you guys can bring uh, up up there at your own place. So I, uh, I'm ready. To, I'm ready for it. It should be a fun series. It's certainly... I hear right that you're one of the like we're the team that you guys charge a premium price to for home games. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't Harris, have to pay. So yeah, Harrison, Harrison has said that we're that. like the one team that Ferris charges extra for. Says you guys fill the barn up. Why wouldn't we milk it a bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny too because last year when you guys were when you guys were here at our place, Harrison did a, a little segment where he had people Instagram him questions on uh, on the broadcast to to answer, and we got some of those philosophical ones like is a hot dog a ham is a is a hot dog a sandwich that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, if you ever get bored one night and it lines up right where you can watch a Bemidji State versus Michigan Tech game when it's at Bemidji State, the Bemidji State broadcast always does an email the booth and it is always just absolutely flooded with tech fans asking stupid questions and he answers them and it's fantastic i love that and and, love that. and if you ever have a reverse of the grand valley game and and you you're struggling with what you want to say go ahead and uh like tweet at matt or something and he'll sick the misfits on questions for you to answer on the air perfect <laughs> I might, I might do that even if it, if, even if it's not a reverse of the Grand Valley game. That sounds <laughs> All <pretty> right. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I didn't get a chance to actually watch the games. Were they were they good this weekend with uh, with the questions of Bemidji? I watched them both on my phone while we were Me out. Oh, that's all I did. He answered one of my questions, and it's my one of my least thinkers. But I always just I, I like to ask people what they think Shaq is up to because he's so big. How do we lose him? You know, like what's he up to right now? But <laughs> he's, he's running Papa John's. Uh, my buddy, it was it was funny because as that question was getting answered, my buddy was at a Louisiana State game and ran into Shaq. So at that moment, <laughs> I actually did get to learn what Shaq was up to. <laughs> One minute remaining in the podcast. All right, guys, I do have an early morning, so I think I'm going to hop <laughs> off. That's all right. No, I think that was good. Thanks. We appreciate Thanks, Brody. We're pretty much wrapping up here. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy the trip up north. Is- Absolutely. Should be a fun series. Yep. See you soon. Yep. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Now that we we covered my entire uh, tire story, at least on one of the two episodes you'll hear this week, we might as well wrap things up. Uh, Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. Uh, we've got a bunch of different levels at different price points that give you different benefits, um, including extra podcast content, um, a free tech hockey guide patch. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at chasing MacPod or at tech hockey guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to, su- to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Um, we're also out on a bunch of other podcast apps. If you you have a podcast site of your choice and you can't find us, let us know and we can make sure it gets distributed there too. Uh, the more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. You should give us a five-star rating. Uh, Dustin will read the review. And uh, no matter what you leave, um, uh, let's see. Let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say in your reviews. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance that covers all of the Midwest, including Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan, where most of you are listening from, and Livonia Technical Services. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha